time. Hello and welcome Hello. to another episode of the Gridcoin Fireside here on the Gridcoin Discord server. Today we are going to be talking about uh, the tools and concepts that that Boink and Boink projects can use that Gridcoin has to help advance their research or whatever they want to do. We got quite a few of them. Uh, but first, we're going to do the news really quick. And before that, I'm going to remind everyone that you can join us every Friday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern on the Gridcoin Discord server. Where we're happy to answer any questions you have about Gridcoin uh, or cryptocurrency or anything like that. If you want us to talk about a specific topic, also feel free to reach out. Uh, but the news, big news over the past week, there are a couple small things, but we're just going to ignore that. Throw it over your shoulder because the shadow, they are all in the shadow of... The Fern release, which came out like two and a half weeks ago. But the Fern release is essentially the removal of the team requirement and a entire rewrite, rewrite of the code base. And this rewrite is going to give us a nice foundation on which we can stand when we implement, uh, when we move forward to try to implement some new technology and some new economics and stuff like that. So if you want to hear more about that and kind of the large concepts, the big ideas, uh, that Gridcoin might be breaching over the next, say, five years, you want to go back and listen to the last episode. And if you want to hear about the ideas and the tech and the economics that we're going to be breaching in less than five years, maybe over the next couple months, over the next year or two, then you're going to want to come to future episodes where we're going to kind of narrow down the vision and des uh, decide as a community, excuse me, which way we want to go. Um, and I will say to the community, we got a bunch of people here in the chat already. As we move forward in these next episodes, I'm going to be relying more and more on you guys because we do need to decide as a community on which way we want to go. But today, we're highlighting Boink because we do have this team requirement removed, and that is kind of a huge thing. So uh, with Fern, the big news, of course, is you want to update by October 4th when there is the hard fork, and October 4th is kind of like a, a, a gelatinous date. It's a target on the block height. You don't need to worry about, be concerned about what that means, but it's going to happen around October 4th. It could happen on the 3rd. It could happen on the 5th. Uh, and then you want to renew your beacon and verify your beacon by October uh, 18th is the end. But if you want to be, so that's another block height. If you want to be super safe, here's exactly what you would do. You download the update right now. Okay. And then October 6th comes around. Awesome. You renew your beacon sometime between October 6th and October 16th, and you'll be good to go. You don't need to worry about all any of the height triggers or anything like that. Uh, the verifying your beacon process and renewing it is going to be very simplified um, compared to the old versions because there is now a beacon wizard, which is one of those really cool things that um, our amazing devs put into this release. There's a beacon wizard. There's a setup guide. It's just much. It's a much easier flow for people to get into Gridcoin and use it, which is very important because again, team requirement removal. Um, but I will explain it really quickly right here. So the wallet's going to ask you to change uh, the your username on a whitelisted Boink project to a verification code. You're going to need to uh, keep that username for let's say two days to be super safe, and then you can change it back to whatever you want. Uh, and that's basically it. But again, there will be a guide that explains everything for you. And if you have any questions during this process or about anything ever, whatever, hopefully Gridcoin related, come on into our Discord. And we got a bunch of people who will be happy to help you out. Um, 
Let's see. So I guess we'll highlight the, the team requirement removal first, and then we'll go into one of the best tools that uh, a Boink project could use to really leverage Gridcoin and what we do. Uh, so the team requirement removal, if you're an individual on Boink, means that you can earn Gridcoin for your crunching without having to leave your team and join the Gridcoin team. That's awesome. In conjunction with the team requirement removal, we have removed the um, earned research rewards expiration that would happen after six months of not staking a block or not claiming your research rewards. So what those two things mean for most people is that you can have a small amount of GRC, even one will work, and uh, crunch any project or crunch a whitelisted project on any Boink team and you will earn Gridcoin. Now it's not recommended. It is in fact, yeah, it's just not recommended to have one GRC. Uh, you want a, you need a, a, a not a zero, a non-zero amount to stake a block. And the more Gridcoin you have, the more likely you are to stake a block. But what, what I'm trying to say here is you don't need to stake a block within six months to uh, get your research rewards. You will not lose your research rewards. Um, if you don't know what staking a block means, don't worry about it. Get 100 or 200 or 1,000. We used to recommend 5,000 GRC uh, and then crunch any whitelisted Boink project. Um, basically, that 5,000 number has reduced to uh, like you need a couple hundred or 1,000. 5,000 GRC will get you to stake at least once a six, every six months. Um, okay, so that is the team requirement removal. Now, the tool that I'm talking about for Boink projects, it is this thing called side staking. And that's related to staking a block. So staking a block is the process by which people uh, secure the ledger. And uh, if you listened to last week, you know that uh, we at Gridcoin reward people for contributing computation cycles to whitelisted Boink projects, to approved Boink projects. Um, we also reward Gridcoin to people who help secure the ledger because the ledger is this public service uh, without which there would be no Gridcoin. There would be no blockchain, no no anything. Uh, so it's very, very valuable public service. Uh, so again, these rewards are coming directly from a protocol, a set of computer code that anyone can read and, and understand and change if they want to, and then try to change at a large level if they really want to. Um, so these economic factors, the amount of Gridcoin that's minted and then given to crunchers, as we call them, or given to stakers is set in code. Uh, and it's difficult to change at a whim. Uh, so what side staking does is saying it says when you receive your rewards, it basically automatically splits it up and donates it to whomever you want to donate it to. Uh, a lot of people actually use it because uh, staking a block is not a computational computationally intensive task. Uh, it doesn't cost a lot of resources. So if you get 10 GRC for staking a block, it, it's a fairly reasonable thing to be like, I'm going to give one GRC to development. I'm going to give one GRC to my favorite Boink project. I'm going to give one GRC to like a marketing team or whatever, because these things bring value into the network and make my remaining like seven GRC worth more bread at the end of the day. And at the end of the day, money is only worth as many loaves as bread or cans of beer you can buy. 
so that is why people side stake. They side stake to, I mean, you can use it to like side stake to your kid who's off at of college. If you make like a hundred GRC a month, you're giving them 10 GRC a month just automatically without having to write them a check or, or Venmo them or anything. But you can also side stake to entities or projects or whatever that add value to the network at large. So you as a Boink project are one of the main things that bring value to the network. And we have this whole approval process with Boink projects to make sure we try to bring in only like quote unquote valuable Boink projects. We're not going to bring in a project that uses Boink to hack someone. We're not going to bring in a project that, that that's basically the only thing I can say for sure. Because who knows how um, the network evolves and we might bring in a project that, that like, isn't... does some stupid stuff. Yeah, what? Aren't, aren't biology-based projects just hacking life? Goblin Popper has been server muted. Uh, <laughs> 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 so, so if you are a Boink project, you could easily set up a Gridcoin address, advertise it as your donation address, and I'm sure a bunch of people in the Gridcoin community would donate Gridcoin to you. Um, and in, they do it through a side staking process. So you would get a steady stream uh, over the course of days and weeks and months. So uh, there are a bunch of people who side stake to this podcast and to other endeavors. And it's wonderful. You know, get a couple GRC a day or, or a month or a week or whatever. And you don't need to think about it. And what's more, the person who's donating doesn't need to think about it. And they don't. So that is one of the tools that is immediately usable by any Boink project, um, let alone the fact that when you get whitelisted as a Boink project, you get a massive burst of computation power because we have a very large network at Gridcoin. Uh, and and that, that's the other very tangible thing. We got some chat here. Uh, and yes, as a Gridcoin user, this is mostly for Gridcoin users here as the chat is saying, but you can side stake into multiple addresses. You can make it a percentage uh, et cetera, et cetera. For the Boink projects, if you want to set up a side staking address and you don't know how to set up the Gridcoin client, come on into the Discord uh, and we will help you out because I really think this is a really cool thing. In the future, we can use side staking for stuff that Goblin was uh, highlighting, bounties. We can use it to fund science. We can use it to do a whole bunch of crazy stuff. But for now, Boink projects definitely can use this tool. Uh, yeah, and the, the, last, the last major thing uh for for what i'm describing that needs to be added to the client at this eventually is effectively like a tab to to show active bound or like active wallets that are acting as bounties right we could put active uh, so this is you're getting to verified side staking addresses and this is yeah. what i was talking about in the recording that got deleted so oh, there is nice. this tool uh called there's this idea called a verified side staking address that is being played around with uh, i think gridcoin.world is going to be uh the first one uh, but basically, it is someone sets up a side staking address. They verify that they are who they say they are. And then we can, or someone can, because Gridcoin is open source, put that into a wallet, into a client that someone downloads, and then put it into a tab. And then it, when you're going to, you're like, I, I make 100 GRC a month. I want to donate some of it. Uh, so you can go to a tab, and then you'll see, like, uh, Einstein at home, world community grid, uh, gridcoin.world, development team. You'll see those side staking addresses that have been verified by a essentially a third party. In this case, uh, until gridcoin grows into multiple wallets, it would be the core developers. 
uh, that would be a really cool implementation. And I, th I think that could be something that's done uh, more sooner rather than later uh, to help so, simplify Boink projects getting on board. How about um, ask that, is there a list of foundations that they should look into for, for donating? Uh, no, and that's what we're talking about. We could have a list in the wallet that's like, here are the verified addresses that you can donate to. And among that list, there would be like a development team. There would be the Boink projects that have gone through the described verification process that may or may not have multi-sig wallets. So you could also run like TN Grid, which is a smaller project, which by the way, just got support from AMD. How cool is that? Uh, and you could have a verified size taking address there. You could you could have any any old wait, or approved Boink project that have it. Um, Jim says in the chat, the site staking has been in place and working for more than a year. Absolutely. It's a wonderful tool. It was put in just fairly like smoothly, actually, if I remember correctly. Uh, but those, at the end of the day, are the two hard set tools in the Gridcoin uh, client right now that Boink projects can use. One is basically our massive computation power when you get when you become an approved Boink project, you get a lot of people contributing to your uh, tasks because we leverage greed and say, if you want to make money, you have to do science. So the more money I want to make, the more science I have to do. That science is done through distributed computing. Um, and, you know, as, an ex as like anecdotes, we've actually like taken Boink projects offline accidentally because uh, they, the project gets... Uh, put onto a, a list of approved projects, and there's just so, a flood of people joining the project. It takes them offline. Uh, we have since smoothed out the process, so we make sure we're communicating with projects before we put them on our approved list, um, and then uh, before we add them. So we make sure that everyone's ready and expecting, or at least on board with it. Uh, so then the other tool is side staking. Those are the two tools that you can use. Uh, in terms of moving forward, now Goblin, I think, is more appropriate time of what uh, you're wanting to describe. What tools could we create as Gridcoin for Boink projects to use, or Boink? A third tool, just to kick this part off, and Nathlik, I'll unmute you for this, uh, is our community. Crypto is unique in that it brings in a lot of very passionate, technical minded, technically minded people and engineers. Uh, and if Boink were to use us for that, I don't think anyone would care. In fact, there are several people in the Gridcoin community who develop for Gridcoin who also develop for Boink or don't even develop for Gridcoin, but have moved on to develop for Boink. Um, Delta comes to mind who runs the Boink radio podcast with me. It's like, he is a Gridcoin guy. He came in through Gridcoin. Uh, I actually think he's been boinking for a long time, but he was very active in the Gridcoin community first. Uh, and there's plenty of people just in general who have joined Boink because of Gridcoin's um, permissionless aspects to it. Tomash, another example. Tomash currently develops with Boink. Uh, he was, a, 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 if not a core, a principal developer for Gridcoin. I think he did a lot of core work for a long time. Uh, came from... Sure, I did. Yeah, jumped in Gridcoin. Then uh, you run you run your own freaking Boink project now. <laughs> like, how am I struggling with this? It's like you're a perfect example. Uh, I'm actually another example. I've used Boink before crypto, but I wasn't really like, eh, this kind of is a cool thing. But then you know, seeing the, the the aspects that cryptocurrency 
that tie cryptocurrency to Boink is it just like blows my mind. So I am now in here and I've been working with it for many years. Uh, Tomas, Alan is asking what your project is, your Boink project. Uh, yes, I have a Boink project. I think he works on Latin squares. I forget what it's called. I think it's like oh, yes. you're asking what it is doing. It's uh, it's uh, doing two things. It's uh, searching for uh, Latin squares. Yes, and uh, it's also searching for a special uh, kinds of prime tuples. We have uh, so basically prime numbers, but in a special sequence of prime numbers that appears in 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 the, the sequence. Yeah, he's been developing it for probably like a year at this point. Uh, yeah, it could be two years, maybe. Wow. Yeah. But perfect example right there. And there's the link in the chat. Thank you, Gregor. Um, other tools that Gridcoin might develop in the future that folks can use uh, have to do with uh, what we were talking about last week with grants. If Gridcoin can develop a way to fund science directly from the protocol, we can help spin up uh, larger Boink projects right from the get-go. So if we have a treasury system, for example, that says, let's say we mint 10,000 GRC a month. We send half of that to crunching. We send 25% of that to staking. That means we have 25% of uh, GRC left to go to uh, whatever we want to choose. We could send a thousand of that to development, and we could send a thousand of that to a Boink project section where a Boink project will ask for funding from that specific amount of GRC. And the network, the Gridcoin network, will decide which Boink project gets that funding. Uh, we can do that because Gridcoin has this tool in it that allows voting. It's uh, The way the voting works is if you have more GRC, you have a louder voice or a higher weight. If you uh, have more magnitude, which essentially means if you contribute more computation cycles to approved Boink projects, you have a louder voice or a higher weight in your vote in your um, behind your vote. So if uh, I'm a Boink project and I go up and ask for funding, uh, the people who have the most stake in the network are going to choose what project to uh, approve for funding. And the concept behind there is. Um, stakeholder versus shareholder. You want stakeholders to be making decisions. You want whoever has a stake in the system, the greater stake in the system, to be making decisions. You don't just want people who can go out and buy a share to be making decisions. So uh, if it, um, that you want this because the stakeholders are going to make a decision based on the long term and not like short term quarterly gains. They're going to say this Boink project is going to bring value to the Boink or to the Gridcoin network over a long period of time. Or, I mean, it could be a short stint of a project, but it's going to bring value to the network and uh, at least reputation over a long period of time, uh, a legacy, if you will. So those the stakeholders are going to think about it that way. A shareholder is going to say this project's going to cure balding and that will make us very popular for two months and then go away. So we don't want that. We want people who really think long-term and that is the system we are developing. It is the foundation of the system currently. Uh, we need to play with the voting algorithms moving forward, but we now have a, a fairly good foundation from which to work based on the work of Jim and SciSci with Gridcoin 5.0. So grants, we could spin up entirely new Boink projects. All right, so 
what are some other tools that Gridcoin might develop in the future for uh, Blink projects? I think those are really the three big ones that are... Uh, it's just money and computation power, because right? that's what we are. Um, I remember you... You probably want to... I don't want to. I don't want to give you more uh, more things to talk about because um, do it. But uh, no. <laughs> but I remember you talking about earlier, and by earlier, geez, uh, eighteen months ago, um, <laughs> uh, we talked about uh, the idea of if we crunch it, the data becomes publicly available, right? Like the uh, like the concept of, of if we if we want if we crunch it, that the data should be made available to anyone who wants it as opposed to purchasable or, or then made proprietary or, or wherever. So the idea of not only uh, the computation power, but also a storage and distribution method. Absolutely. Thank you for reminding me of this. This is too very, I very... I listen when you talk. Cool. Yeah, I'm amazed. I barely listen when I talk. I, I mean, it's, it's hard. <laughs> Trust me, it's hard. There are... This hi, uh, highlights two very, very, in my mind, cool things that blockchain can do and hopefully Gridcoin will do. Uh, so data distribution, we talked a little bit about that last week uh, using library as the example. If we can build a peer-to-peer -peer system with uh, that hosts data and then our blockchain holds pointers to that data, we can solve the problem of science disappearing because journals go under. We can solve the problem of the publisher gateway where you have to be approved by a quote unquote expert or a publishing house to get your science published. All of a sudden, anyone can publish articles through a peer-to-peer -peer system with pointers and maybe even a reputation score or a web of trust in that blockchain. Those are all buzzwords we will get into in future episodes. But basically, it opens up the system of science at a, a level that hasn't that the world has not seen for at least several decades, if not since the start of science. Uh, that is blockchain. And that is maybe Gridcoin. That is a hard thing to build. That's going to mean to require a very long time. Uh, but the the other stuff, um, the idea, the, the the part two of this is the idea of ownership. So one of the weirdest things about Boink is that, uh, and I hear this a lot from a lot of people, both from Gridcoin and from the Boink network. Uh, so if I'm a cruncher, I run my computer all day long. I create a lot of heat. I use a lot of energy and I deprecate the hardware. Deprecate, depreciate the hardware. Uh, and at the end of the day, some company somewhere or some organization gets science that they can then go sell and make a profit. If there was a way that, first of all, that seems wrong. Just baseline, that just seems wrong. Now, if there was a way, also baseline, but I'm okay doing it because I'm helping do really cool science. But if there was a way for me to get recognition and even a share of the profits at the end of the day, I would actually do more science. I would, I would uh, find all the old rigs I could find and hook them up to Boink, run them into the ground, and then recycle them. Uh, so with, you can probably do that with blockchain tech because uh, you can see who is... Uh, contributing to specific tasks and work units and and all this stuff and then put it into a ledger that's public and anyone can use it and then once the company goes through a patent process and a translation process and ends up with a final product that they're selling maybe i as a cruncher get 
0.01% of any profits or something like that, based on how much computation I do. If I'm someone like Jim, who has like 6,000 rigs running nonstop for 20 years, uh, I might get like 5% of profits at the end of the day, because I contributed a lot of computation cycles to that development. And the, the, the fact of the matter is most science in the future is going to be dependent on simulations or computers, essentially, uh, and engineering. And, and math and all this shit. So it, and it's probably going to be hooked into, if not the cloud, then some sort of distributed computing network because distributed computing is insanely powerful. So if we build a cycle where I'm incentivized from a protocol, from a central bank, essentially minting money in a set of code that anyone can contribute to, uh, if I'm incentivized from that to contribute to these projects, and I'm also incentivized because the project, once it creates a translatable project, gives me some of the profits and the recognition, I'm going to spend my life contributing to science, man. That's like, that's it. You incentivize science and you help share profits. It's, uh, that's a pretty cool thing that we could do. Those are very uh, difficult things, though. Those are very long-term um, sort of pie-in-the-sky sort of stuff. The more tangible stuff is the size taking, is the grant funding, the treasury system. Uh, because we have the voting system already in place, we don't need to develop that. We have the side staking system already in place, as Jim said, for over a year. Uh, and, and we already have our incentive structures going for our computation power. Uh, but thank you, Goblin. That was a solid ramble. Solid. Yeah, it's um, all I want is um, all I want is a tab in the wallet that allows me to create a bounty and have people contribute to the bounty. So, uh, yeah. That's fair enough. That's all I want. Fair enough. But I, need, I need that feature to exist so I can create a bounty to help fund it. So <laughs> that's the that's problem. That's nice. Uh... Very meta. Another aspect, of course, when we're talking about blockchain space is open data. Um, Boeing projects can use our, our ledger to host data. Uh, so and so anyone can access so, it. We can't right now, but we could. Yeah, so I, I, the idea... I like the idea, right, of us of us hosting data and making it publicly available. Wouldn't we worry at all about our block sizes kind of ballooning immediately yeah, if we ever offered to do that? So the way probably not going to store it on the blockchain. Right? Yeah, the way the okay. library does it is uh, you have a peer to peer system behind a blockchain of pointers. So oh, okay, okay, okay. store on I was the gonna blockchain say, is I was how like, to I was access. Like, that sounds like a horrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> like it was like twenty gigs of just like. Of like bio, uh, like biometric data. Store the actual data in a, in a distributed file system. So yeah. we pretty much use the boink, uh, the uh, sorry, boink. We pretty much use the blockchain as pointers to a pseudo Hadoop setup where each user is a node. Yeah, yeah, and and so it's actually so, kind of cool. So what what the blockchain's function is in that sort of scenario is really a ledger to prove when it was signed and who it was signed by and also allows you beyond a shadow of a doubt to prove the authenticity of a document that's stored in the distributed file system. Oh, okay. So so effectively, so couldn't we piggyback off of the oracles where the oracles pretty much check like uh, how many people have X document if less than X number of people or less than X percentage of the community holds the document, give it to like assign it to more people and then validate that there's constant consensus, and if someone has a different version of the document, either give them the newest version or 
correct the version they may have altered. If you're if you're trying to manipulate the peer-to-peer -peer file system directly, it's easier just to use an existing uh, cloud-based file service that does that replication for you automatically and just decouple it from the blockchain. It's easier to do that. Well, I wouldn't. I would. I would imagine the blockchain only keeps track of the actual information as to who's holding it and when. No, it would be that. too much information in the blockchain. Yeah, you don't need that. Because okay, the, the, the documents just switch from one user to, to another and it, it would totally flood the blockchain. You really don't need to know where it's stored per se. You just need to you need just need to be able to prove that when you when someone retrieves that piece of information, yep. somehow that it is a true and accurate copy of the original piece of information that's stored. Right? Yes, that's fair. Listen, I just like was it uh this week I, f I fought with someone as to someone tried to someone someone kept telling me we needed ai and then in the middle of the conversation someone was like yeah and blockchain just like we'll train the ai using blockchain i just like <laughs> trust me I, f I fight people on on silly that's, things so like yeah you know. well, that I, <laughs> all right ready to back in we actually have a few solutions for the, the storage part and if you are interested you can look into ipfs ipfs okay. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, this is very relevant to what you're talking about, Jerry. If you recall that we were we were actually discussing IFS, uh, IPFS as a, a solution for the statistics, and we went with the in uh, the native messaging system uh, as a simpler approach and a more elegant approach for the statistics. But I think if we're going to do general document storage, I think we we should utilize we should you know we should layer the uh, blockchain as a pointer as a pointer system on top of a existing uh, uh, cloud-based uh, file storage system like that. that That's an easier way to do it. All right, so everyone listening who's not used to this stuff, this is uh, sort of the back end of <laughs> what future episodes are going to be like, where we're trying to figure out what we want to do and in what way. Uh, but just to rein it back in for the end, because we got like 15 minutes left, uh, are there any other, If picture this way, I am a Boink project coming, listening to this, I'm wondering why should I use Gridcoin? Like, what is Gridcoin going to do for me? And we've already said you can use it to get money fairly simply, like raise funds. You can use it to get a lot of uh, contributors to your project. You can use it to get an uh, active and passionate community. Uh, and then there's stuff we can we can talk about that where you might be able to use it for in the future. Um, there's one more really long long range thing that i'd like we probably need to get an economist to look at this jay ringo but i really still feel like gridcoin could be used as a medium of uh exchange for like a green energy exchange remember because a lot of these scientific projects also eat a lot of power mm -hmm. right so is there a way for gridcoin to play a role in the energy in green energy and sourcing the power for those computational projects as a as a green energy initiative. yeah we're i mean yeah. we're already named correctly right yeah. oh, this Which is the is, first real big step this yeah. is a concept that i think i like chocolate put out a paper of uh years ago and it's uh, a pretty cool concept because if we did that then what we could say to boink projects is if you use Gridcoin, what you're doing is getting green energy to run your project essentially we build that path uh, how we build that exchange, I have no freaking idea. I don't, I don't know either. But I think, I think we, I, I'd like to get some of the folks in the community thinking about that. And if we could get yeah. someone with some real chops from an economics, you know, someone that can I'm, really work out the economics of it, I think we should really think through it. 
I'm a bit rusty, but this is actually something I can try to help with. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm a little rusty, but this is something I actually can help with as opposed to my attempt at doing C++ coding, which uh, was, uh, was, I, I I won't get into it right now, but it was, um, it's pretty embarrassing over the week. Chocolate. What do you want to? What do you want to say? Here? Right, so I saw the I saw the chocolate signal go up. Um, uh, so yeah, basically the the primary uh, obstacle to setting up that kind of exchange is that the uh, that a grid coin uh, is not directly tied to um, a computational power or the amount of. Uh, this is primarily because, as probably everyone here already knows, all of the you know each project basically gets an equal share of of the grid coin that we mint every single super block or date or whatever it is, and then um, uh, then it gets uh, you know and so like if you have a hundred countries on one project and a thousand countries on another project, all to, all else being equal, the people on the project. Uh, with a hundred people are going to get ten times more than the project with a thousand. Yeah. So I basically designed. Uh, um, an alternative reward mechanism that basically um, treats on a high level, basically treats the entire network as one massive computer. Um, and then it, it basically rewards people proportional to their actual computer. Uh, and then you, and then uh, based on that, you can actually make a fairly uh, like a fair equivalence between a grid coin and some uh, amount of consumption. Um, and so that, and so that's the only, the primary obstacles implementing that reward mechanism and the primary obstacle to implementing that reward mechanism, uh, is the fact that it's, it's a very kind of technical problem with how Boink, um, identifies the hardware that you're actually running on your computer. Uh, and it's definitely fixable, but it's not, it, it's not super difficult, but it's not trivial either, and it's something that has to be kind of uh, focused on as its own thing. So, would we fix that? I'm not on sure the Boink have, side. Would we I'm ask for sure an enhancement on Boink? See, I'm not so sure we even have to fix that to set up Gridcoin as a medium of exchange between an energy generator and an energy consumer. I, I don't, that's, I don't really think true. that necessarily correlates necessarily with the reward mechanism for the computations that are done on it. That's it, definitely true. I think yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That's it. He said there were two separate issues. Go ahead, Chocolate. Oh yeah, no. I thought I thought Jim was still talking. I, I uh, didn't interrupt. No. Um, yeah, no. So I'm. Yeah. So Jim is right. I mean, you could theoretically set up an exchange. Um, the 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 issue and basically an exchange between Gridcoin and. I mean, it's not that complicated. You just be, you can it, just like any other trading pair. We have you know Gridcoin, Bitcoin, Gridcoin, you know whatever else, Bitcoin Cash or Litecoin or whatever it is. Well, you just set up Bitcoin, uh, sorry, Gridcoin with some you know. I'm not sure if Solarcoin is still around, but you know there there are we can figure it out. There are options, and um, we could even do it honestly if we wanted to. We could do it with fiat and some like actual real life company. That uh, you know, like you know, runs solar farms or something like that. I think that's um, how you actually have to start because right now you have to deal with fiat because that's what the way the power companies operate. But there, there are a couple of other. I've read a couple of other instances where people are thinking about using distributed ledgers to 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 to, to in the energy markets. So this is not unprecedented. And then the, the other the other, last comment I'll make on this because I know we're running short on time is that um, I think when you look at the long range on this issue around computational equivalency, which is really the issue you've been grappling with, I think we can come up with a reasonable solution for that. Um, it's just, it's not gonna happen in the short term because I think we have to do some rethinking about how Boink actually works to fix it. Uh, I, I don't think we're gonna be able to 
fix it by just fiddling what, around with the, with the stats well, collection end of it. I think we've got to go do some monkeying around with the actual Boink source code. What is Boink, this is uh, a great, what is Boink written in? Quick question. It's written in C++ and C, so, I mean, it's the same type of language. Oh, that, okay. I volunteered Jim's time. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great topic, by the way, to bring up at the Boink workshop that's coming up, the virtual no, Boink and workshop. And folks like, by the way, folks like Tomas, who's on here, who who did a wonderful amount of coding for Gridcoin are fo and is now deeply involved in Boink, are ideal people to help because he understands both sides of the house, right? So he knows, he knows the source code, I think, at this point pretty well on the Boink side, and he also understands a lot about you know what we're trying to do with Gridcoin. So, so Jairingo, this this probably if we can bring this up without ruffling too many feathers, we we really ought to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you don't. We don't. The last thing we would want in this kind of situation is a fork of Boink. But having a an add-on to 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 Boink that says like, oh, when you install the wallet, this kind of gets put on top of Boink as like a it a, it it sends out and you know adds API or you know collects additional metrics or whatever it have you. Right, I, I think it's probably the the most effective way, right? Um, and then eventually Indeed. maybe getting that added to the source. Yeah, we need the original Boink client to work with what will we uh, change in Boink. So the the people because if it didn't, then the the computation projects would lose all the volunteers would use the original client. Yep. So what I what I would propose would be an alternative uh, stats metric system as an overlay, so that it, essentially what we're talking about is a superset. And if you have the original client, it just works unimpeded. The di the disadvantage of that is then you're you probably are increasing the computational load on the projects. Uh, so you know you those these are t the types of things that have to be discussed. But I'm 100% in agreement with Tomas that you know compatibility is a very important aspect of this because of how long Boink has been around and how many people are actually doing it. Um, I think there are 400 or 400 plus thousand uh, people actively contributing to Boink as a distributed computer across, you know, what is it, 50 projects, 18 of which are whitelisted on Gridcoin. So it's it's a big ecosystem and an ecosystem that's at large is hard to, it's hard to make changes. So um, yeah. And it's, it, I think our focus will should be on uh, Gridcoin more than uh, oh, yeah. Boink codebase in the in the future, yep. your future, which is what well, I think you were saying. Like this is a, a longer term project, trying to find out how to really develop the rewards program because there are also like we're using Tomash's example, Delta's another example. There are projects like Minecraft at Home, which are giant computation projects, uh, and they have come across problems that they are trying to solve in the Boink client. So there's a lot of people now kind of starting to look at Boink and uh, see, you know, it, it, it's a code base from like 2010 uh, and, and try to bring it up to date. So that's really, really cool. Uh, so who knows what some of those solutions that other people bring in are going to be. Some of the code is a lot older than that. Yeah, it was written in what, 2000, basically 2000 was NSF, but. Yeah. Um, C++ had exceptions. So there are written error codes all over the place. <laughs> So I, I think uh, there's going to be a lot more attention on distributed computing in the coming years. And our focus should be on how our protocol, our little little grid coin baby over here, can help uh, these distributed computing platforms. And if Boink is one of them, so be it. And Boink will probably be one of them. Uh, 
how we can help them stay permissionless, um, build permissionless systems, bring people into the scientific system, highlight education, um, and, and all these really cool things that Gridcoin does and, and just also, you know, bring people in to crunch their work uh, yeah. and, and help in that way. And then maybe in several years, there will be a lot of solutions to the stuff we're, saying, we're uh, talking about right now, like a stable credit system, a, a way to actually, you know, um, like what did IBM homophonic encryption where they just figured out a way where you can send encrypted data over distributed computing network and have the person crunching the data not see the data so that yeah, private pretty, companies can do stuff like those pretty, types pretty. of solutions are going to be coming out of the floodgates over the next couple of years so we need to focus on our little thing and what are we to a boink project what are we to boink why are they going to use us sort of stuff and we highlighted a couple today that are already in place that people can jump on uh, we have the currency, just to quickly sum up again, we have the currency that comes out of a protocol uh, that we can give to Boink projects directly uh, through a grant system, which would not be too difficult to set up, that would be managed through our voting system. And we would, of course, go through a lot of trials and errors to get that right, but it's something we could start building out. Uh, and it, even without having to build something out, we have our, our side staking tool already ready to go and running like i get side stakes from people i don't know who people send me some grc every once in a while through their side stake system uh blank projects if you want to set that up come in here and uh we'll help you get set up if we don't have documentation already up and ready to go in the coming weeks anyway because we should get documentation up for that <laughs> um and then of course if you're not on our approved list of blank projects you want to be on that approved list uh, because it gets you a lot of crunchers. Uh, there is a process up on GitHub. I will put the link to that in the description of this episode. Um, but basically, just come in and ask, and we'll go through the process. Uh, and, and then if you want help with your project, come into our community. We got folks here, Tomash, great example uh, of people who we got interested in Boink and went off and made a Boink project. So we have people who have dreamt about making Boink projects. We have this old, old idea. And I wish Barton were here for bingo, but it was called Microgrid, where we would make our, oh, own, yeah. <laughs> make our own umbrella project for any, any scientist who has just like a limited amount of data to crunch. Uh, they would come in and we would host it for them and would automatically be on our approved list. Uh, so you would get the Gridcoin network going through this data and it would be crunched in like an hour or two or a day or two, right? So that is the type of mindset we have in this community in terms of problem solving, engineering and all that shit. So come use us. We are here for the science. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll wrap it up then. That's That sounds like a great closer to me. <laughs> We'll see you again next week, Friday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern on the Gridcoin Discord server. Topic, I don't know what our topic's going to be, but we're going to start breaking into more of the conversations you heard at the end of this recording where we're actually trying to figure out what we're going to do. Uh, if you are part of the Gridcoin community or new to the Gridcoin community and you have an idea of where you think we should be going or how to solve one of the problems that we've talked about over the past several years, well, guess what? We got this new code base that is a solid foundation on which we can build. So it's time to start actually talking about solving this problem. You already heard what I want to advocate for, which is a treasury system. Uh, but I'm sure other people think that's a horrible idea. 
let's let's talk it out, figure out whether it is a good idea or not. And I'm sure other people have other ideas about what they want to see developed first. We as a community have to make a list of priorities and then uh, find people to code it, right? <laughs> so come on in. We'll see you next week. Happy crunching and have a great weekend.